Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Wednesday, September 14th, and this is People Every Day. Hello, everyone. I'm Janine Rubenstein, and I am fully and finally recovered and rested from the Emmys. And I am so excited to be with you again today. We've got a fun and fact-filled show for you with some big updates on the royal family coming your way. And I am very excited to get into our big fall movie preview. But first, let's get into what's been swirling around out there. We begin with a new development in the shocking story surrounding the murder of PNB Rock. On Monday, the rapper, whose real name is Rakim Hashim Allen, was shot and killed while eating lunch with his influencer girlfriend, Stephanie Sabahuang, at Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles in Los Angeles. A suspect approached the fleek rapper and ordered him to hand over jewelry and other items. Moments later, the suspect pulled out a gun and shot PMB Rock several times. The rapper, who was just 30 years old, died shortly after, and the suspect fled in a getaway car. Yesterday, L.A. Police Chief Michael Moore shared that it was likely that the assailant was alerted to the rapper's location due to an Instagram post. And just prior to the shooting, PNB's girlfriend did share an Instagram story of their lunch, a detail that has caused much discussion on social media. The post has since been deleted. According to the KTLA news outlet, no one else was injured in the restaurant, and the LAPD did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. It's just a tragic, tragic and senseless act of violence that now leaves PNB's two daughters, ages two and eight years old, without a father. We are all hoping that his killer can be brought to justice, and I'm wishing peace and comfort for all of PNB's loved ones. Moving on to more news in the music world, singer Demi Lovato is powering through a grueling point in her world tour right now. The singer made an announcement in a series of now-deleted Instagram stories from her hotel room. The post featured the words, quote, I'm so effing sick. I can't get out of bed, and I can't do this anymore, in reference to touring and the toll it's taking. Lovato is currently on her Holy F tour, promoting her eighth studio album. She followed up her initial post with another series of IG stories that read, quote, gonna power through it for you guys, including the sick emoji and black heart emoji, and added, I'll need help singing, so sing loud for me, BBs. The Cool for the Summer singer also shared a backstage mirror selfie from her show in Santiago, Chile, with a caption that read, I barely have a voice. I'm going to be pointing the mic to the audience a lot tonight. Well, she did indeed power through with the help of her fans. I know she's been prioritizing her mental and physical health as of late, and she's been very open and honest about her struggles with addiction and positive body image. She's such an amazing talent, though. I'm sure her fans appreciate her just getting through it for them. I'm just truly hoping she does what's best for her to have a long career with a healthy and happy life. And now we turn our attention 
attention to what's happening across the Atlantic in the UK, where the nation and the royal family continue to mourn the loss of Queen Elizabeth II. Many in the world are still mourning Queen Elizabeth's death. The royal monarch died last Thursday at the age of 96. And in this week's People Cover Story, we dive deep into her life, legacy, and why she will always be such a cultural icon. And as we continue to honor her here at People, over in the UK, a procession took place this morning paying tribute to the Queen. Members of the royal family and the Queen's household staff walked through London from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Hall behind the Queen's coffin. So joining me now to discuss it all is People at Editorial Director of Lifestyle and Culture, Michelle Tauber. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Janine. Let's talk about the Queen's Coffin arriving at Buckingham Palace last night and members of the royal family who were there to receive it, including Harry and Meghan. Yeah, so this has been an incredibly emotional couple of days. And last night was essentially the Queen's homecoming. We had seen the the coffin previously as it made its way from Scotland, but there was something about watching it make its way back to Buckingham Palace and the solemnity with which it was brought on this custom hearse that in fact had some, some design input from the queen herself. And seeing the coffin, it is draped with the royal standard, which is the, the, essentially the royal flag. Seeing it arrive on English soil for the first time was, was really extraordinary. Um, we had glimpses of Meghan, Harry, William, Kate, and Charles. There's some images of, of them through a window that you can sort of see very grave faces. But for the most part, this was sort of setting the scene for the absolutely astonishing procession that we watched today. So let's go straight there. And I know this was one that you and the entire team, you were prepared for, but not really because it was pretty pretty emotional. The news last Thursday that the Queen had died felt in some sense abstract. It was impossible to kind of imagine that a fixture who had been in our lives for throughout her 70-year reign, her 96 years alive, was gone in, in an instant. And today I felt two things were happening. One was seeing the Queen in this moment of absolute pageantry beyond a magnitude of which we have not seen Janine since her father died, and that was 70 years ago. I I can't emphasize enough that this is a woman who would have wanted to have a quiet goodbye. She was a simple sort of country woman who, at heart, who would have wanted something simple, but she knew that her duty to her country always came first. And to me, this was her last final act of service to her country to provide this moment of national mourning. Wow. Let's talk about this scene, this procession, something about it, seeing William and Harry side by side. It harkened back to seeing them as little boys walking behind the casket of Diana, of their mother. So this is a moment that we know is coming for two men who have not had the best relationship recently, but they are brought together in this grief. So just describe that procession for me and the other players there. You know, it was actually 25 years ago, within a few weeks, so close, that we saw that 
absolutely devastating walk that young Harry and young William made behind Diana's casket. And we know in the years since then that Harry especially has spoken about how traumatizing that was. So to see them today, not only making that same walk again 25 years later, but doing so side by side when we know that, yes, this has been an incredibly strained time for these two men, these two brothers. There are so many layers here, Janine. Wow. Speaking of layers, to speak about the way they were dressed, right? The contrast there. You see William, like his father Charles, like his great aunt, Princess Anne. They are all in their military clothing. You see two royal family members not in military uniform. Prince Harry and Prince Andrew. And the irony here is that those are the two royal family members who served in active duty in the British military. Neither is is currently considered a working member of the royal family. Andrew obviously was essentially fired from his role as a working royal amid his scandal with Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted sex offender, which is a, a huge cloud over this family even today. And then Harry, who made this radical choice to walk away, a step back from royal duty, to build a new life with Meghan in California. And you see this all on display, Janine, in this extraordinary scene. Well, what about Kate and Meghan? So Kate and Meghan arrived separately by car. They arrived, as did Camilla. They did not walk in the procession, which lasted precisely 38 minutes. This has been, by the way, rehearsed every year for years to get to this moment of absolute military precision. We saw them then fall into line with their spouses as they stood behind the casket, as it was placed on the altar in Westminster Hall, where we, we will the crowds will be able to start filing in and paying their respects. Let's just lay out for those who weren't able to watch like what was going on with the coffin, with all of the different symbolism that was actually surrounding the queen. I felt like we were watching the crown, but again, in the in, in real life, this family, the royal family, Janine, they build symbolism into everything. It's like a Taylor Swift music video. It, oh my God, it, it kind of is the ultimate. Everything means something. The ultimate, everything <laughs> means something. Exactly, so, so the coffin itself is made of English oak. It is lined with lead. It was made 30 years ago, incredibly heavy given the lead lining. What I could not take my eyes off was the sight of the imperial state crown resting on this purple pillow that looks like it could be out of a Cinderella movie. This crown, Janine, is the crown. This is a crown that is kept under lock and key in the Tower of London year round and was brought out for this occasion, very, very rarely worn by the queen, typically at opening of parliament, and even then, very briefly, because it weighs more than three pounds. It used to weigh seven, and she literally could not hold her head up with it, so they adjusted it so that she could physically wear it. Wow. It has one of the largest diamonds in the world. You can see it sparkling from the top. This is a crown that has never been worn by King Charles and will not be worn until he is coronated. So to see this piece of just absolute majesty in plain air, in the streets of London, now sitting atop 
this coffin where, again, possibly millions of people will be filing through. Okay, you're stressing me out. This is making me feel like a heist movie is about to... (laughs) (laughs) I'm nervous. I know. There are many guards, Janine. Many guards. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, before I let you go, as you sat down to write the cover... God, this is, how do you sum it up? How do you do, how do you put pin to, well, I guess finger to key (laughs) on something like this? You know, I have dedicated most of my career to this family. You can hear it's emotional for me. I want to stress that in this moment, you know, there is the institution and there is the individual. And the queen is the individual and there is, the institution is incredibly flawed. There's no question about that. The woman was flawed too. She was a human being. But ultimately, when I sat down, I did look at the breadth of a life that was indeed dedicated to country. A woman who had no choice in being conscripted onto the throne. And when fate intervened, She stepped up. And I think what we saw today, Janine, why I got so emotional watching is that it really represented, again, that last act of service on behalf of this woman who was a human being. She was a grandmother and a mother and a monarch. And that's what I was hoping to sum up in this week's cover story. Monday's funeral is going to be historic. There's no other way to say it. And We'll be as ready as we can be. Wow. Oh, I am sure. Michelle, thank you for coming on to discuss all of this with me. It is always such a pleasure. Thank you, Janine. You guys, I can see it coming. I've already noticed the days getting shorter. As much as it pains me to admit that summer is over and sweater weather is just around the corner, there is some good news. There are plenty of new films coming out, and later in the show, we're sharing our fall movie preview with you. But before we get into the latest feature film news, today is a very special anniversary on the small screen. On this day in 1985, great year, I must say, Golden Girls premiered for the very first time. And right after the break, we celebrate the iconic show. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. back and I love that theme song. I love that theme song, you guys. I can't help but sing along with it. On this day in 1985, the world was introduced to Blanche, Dorothy, Sophia, and Rose, a group of four single, white-haired women living together in Miami, better known as the Golden Girls. Each week, fans the world over tuned in to see Rue McClanahan's sexy and sultry Blanche Devereaux. I ran into this man at the produce counter and he asked me to play tennis with him tonight, but I forgot that Big Daddy's baby brother, my dearest and nearest relative, is flying in at seven. This is such a dilemma. Whatever am I going to do? Blanche, it doesn't sound like a dilemma at all. You know, Rose, you're right. 
family you can see anytime, but a one-night stand only happens one night. The timeless quips from B. Arthur's Dorothy Bornack, especially regarding her ex-husband, Stan. All right, Stan, what's wrong? What makes you think there's something wrong? Oh, please, Stan, we were married for 38 years. You can disguise your bald head, but you can't hide your emotions. <laughs> now, what's wrong? I lost it, Dorothy. You never had it, Stanley. <laughs> no one for my money has played a sarcastic, critical mother better than Estelle Getty as Sophia Petrillo. Blanche is handling this a lot better than I would. I would kill Gloria if she ever wrote about my sexual escapades. <laughs> you kill your sister over a pamphlet? <laughs> and of course, everyone loved the folksy and naive Rose Nyland, played by the legendary Betty White. Someone was actually able to deceive me once. <laughs> St. Olaf's most famous OBMAG. What's that? Obstetrician magician. <laughs> the amazing Shapiro. He delivered Bridget. But it was so confusing. It's a girl. Now it's a dove. The series ran on NBC for seven seasons and was incredibly progressive for its time. Not only did it have four confident and sex-positive female leads over the age of 50, but the sitcom took on social issues like gay rights, addiction, and even suicide. The show remains a personal favorite of mine, and it is a timeless classic that I will always watch when it's on. I was introduced in middle school. Don't ask me why, but I was <laughs> so a part of this group. So to Rose, Sophia, Dorothy, and Blanche, and the late, great stars who brought them to screen. Thank you for being a friend. As the rest of us get started on our fall decorations and the search for the perfect pumpkins and Halloween costumes, in Hollywood, fall means something entirely different. The release of films that will become big award show contenders. The buzz around films from the Venice and Toronto film festivals to controversies surrounding Don't Worry Darling and movies heading back to theater releases only have gotten us primed for what is coming this fall. So to talk about what tickets you should be spending your money on at the theater this fall is People's Senior Editor, Mia McNeese. Hi, Mia. How you doing? Great. Thank you for having me. Well, film festivals seem to sweep the entertainment news cycle this time of year. Can you break it down and let us know which films out of these festivals we should be paying attention to? And, oh, more importantly, what was your experience in Toronto? Toronto was so much fun. You know, it's a great experience for filmmakers, talent, writers, everyone to come together and in a short span of time, see so many films. And a lot of these films are getting buzz to be award contenders. So it's a really big moment for a lot of these films. A lot of them have their premieres there. And, you know, people are just starting to see them for the first time. And there's a lot of parties and a lot of fun to be had as well. Oh, gosh. Well, don't worry, darling. We've talked about it extensively on this show for multiple reasons. So what is the buzz like for that film? film that has drummed up so much controversy. Yeah, obviously all eyes were on the red carpet of Don't Worry Darlene at the Venice Film Festival because there's been so much buzz amongst the cast and Harry Styles and we have Olivia Wilde and Florence. But I think at the end of the day, you know, what people are really talking about is Florence's amazing performance in that film and how it's kind of overtaking everything as well as just the, the great cast in general. There's major twists and, and unexpected things that happen throughout the film. You know, it's a little more sci-fi than you might think. So it's just, it's a very unexpected um, with some great performances. I offer you a choice. Fight or we die. 
That is from the trailer of the film I Cannot Wait to See, The Woman King. It comes out this weekend, and it is the focal point of our film review in this week's issue. Viola Davis is the lead, playing a general, leading a unit of female warriors. That sentence right there just gets me hyped to see this. So tell us more about the story, because it is based on true events, right? You have not seen Viola Davis like this. She's leading this amazing group of women warriors to help save their their land and their country. And it's just an amazing scene of women coming together and fighting for what they believe is right. Really, really amazing performances, even from John Boyego to Thuso, and of course to Viola, really, really touching performances. And also just the physicality of all the roles that is required. So there's a lot of fighting. Viola had to do so much training. And she said, even she told us in Toronto that she's still practicing some of the exercises and things that she learned while training and that she kind of feels a little swagger now, just even walking into the grocery store because she's totally changed her body and her strength personally as well. Oh, I cannot wait. PG-13 in theaters, September 16th, you guys. And now a little bit of this. When voice was the one and only Cynthia Erivo. She had my heart at Color Purple, you guys. And she plays the blue fairy that turns a little boy into a real one in Disney Plus's Pinocchio, starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto. So Mia, tell us the spin on this classic story that we all know. It's out now. You can watch it now, but it has Tom Hanks in it. I mean, what more could you ask for? And, you know, Cynthia, as you mentioned, plays the blue fairy. So it's the classic story, but it's updated and there's some twists and turns to it, but it still has at its heart, you know, this wonderful story. I can't wait to watch it with the kids. Well, lastly, what's on your radar for the fall that we should be keeping an eye out? Well, there are so many great films that came out of the Toronto Film Festival. The one that was really beloved by the audience was Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel, which is starring Daniel Craig, Ed Norton, Kate Hudson, Catherine Hahn. I mean, it has a huge, huge cast and it's a really fun whodunit. If you just want to have a good time, get some laughs, Steven Spielberg's new film, The Fablemans, it's a different tone. It's more of a drama. And then, you know, you have Harry Styles in another film besides Don't Worry Darling called My Policeman, which is a British ensemble drama. And then if you like a little true crime, we have The Good Nurse starring Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redman, which is based on the true story of a male nurse who was secretly killing his patients. Ooh. A really, really interesting story. And they are so good in it. But I think one of the biggest buzz to come out of the film festival and for this fall is Brendan Fraser's role in The Whale, the new Darren Aronofsky film, and got a huge standing ovation at both the Venice Film Festival and the Toronto Film Festival. So lots of praise coming his way for The Whale. I love that. I'm going to throw one in there as well. A Jasmine's Blues, Tyler Perry's uh, new kind of departure film that he's super excited about. I saw that that premiered at TIFF as well and looks really exciting. Mia, thank you so much for taking us into all of it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. 
And we are sticking with some more movie news for our last story. For the last few years, Disney has been trying to recapture the magic of its classic animated tentpole films like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and The Lion King as reimagined live-action films. And while I am still very excited to check out Tom Hanks in the new live-action Pinocchio, I cannot wait to see Halle Bailey take on the role of Ariel in the new Little Mermaid. You guys, I broke the VHS tape for this film, okay? I had to get a new one. I watched it so much originally. So this is just all of my childhood dreams come true. Her voice sounds amazing in the teaser trailer. Wish I could be part of that Isn't it beautiful? Oh my God. I seriously can't wait to see this. And based on fan reaction, I am not alone. Since the trailer for the upcoming film dropped last Friday, videos showing young black girls reacting with what can only be described as pure joy have been going viral. I think she's round. Hallie Bailey responded to the outpouring of love on Twitter saying, Kay, I just sobbed watching this. Thanks. Say it with me, folks. Representation matters. The Little Mermaid swims into theaters next May. I am counting down the days. Well, thank you all for joining us again today. I will talk to you tomorrow on a brand new episode of People Every Day. <laughs> <laughs> 